You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast with Sinan Schwarting and Khan Bayazit. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 67 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City, as always. And today, today, we've got something very nice, something very special. Of course, the usual co-host who's up here with me, who goes by the name of Khan Bayazit, has not been around for a while, but he's back. And on top of that, we've got our kind of backup, our substitute teacher, Evran Akman, who's also here. So it's a, we're going, uh, it, well, three is the magic number, right? So, uh, guys, say something. How you doing? Well, let me open up with, uh, with this very special song for you, uh, Sinan. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> Reunited because we understood. You know? Huh? That's, but, good. Uh, That's good stuff. No, I, I heard you guys uh, doing this pretty well last couple of times. Uh, everyone's subbing in for me, so I thought it would be fun if uh, the three of us could be on. And I think uh, having a little bit of a um, a triple threat. I'm not yeah. gonna call it a tree way because that's just nasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that's not but good. Uh, the three-headed dragon. Be fun. Um, could be fun. Uh, you know, Quaresma isn't playing, so everyone should be a great analyst today. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Although, let's hope he's not too hard on land because that's usually how he compensates. That is definitely true. I've noticed that uh, recurring <laughs> pattern. Um, well, yeah. I mean, on that note, Evron, how about you? How are you doing, man? Uh, you know, I'm just uh, kind of insisted that I, I be here. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to uh, to argue with Khan for the next six hours. Oh, great. So. Yeah. That'll be fun <laughs> to edit. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. Yeah, I, I did hear him lay down that challenge last time, so I thought to myself, I have to uh, take him up on yeah, that. Yeah, Game of Thrones has started, guys. You know, it's all well, about... let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> um, so this is gonna be fun. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess let's just kick right into proceedings. Uh, of course, this week we had a, a pivotal match, which you wouldn't have assumed maybe three weeks ago. But uh, Besiktas was on the road against Sivaspor. Um, and I'll go right into lineups, uh, and, and then quickly I'll seek some commentary. I wonder if there are any surprises here. But uh, So Karius was starting in the goal. Isimat Mirin has, uh, I guess, fully been reestablished into the lineup. He was starting on the back line alongside Domingos Vida. Gokhan Gonul was on the right side of the defense with Gary Medel on the left. Uh, Atiba Hutchinson and Dorakan Tokos were both in the back of the midfield with Shinji Kagawa starting in the number 10 slot and Adem Lijajic on the left side with Jeremy Lenz on the right and Burak Yilmaz starting up front. Uh, guys, anything to say about that? 
I'll start with you, Khan, since you're the senior co-host. Well, it's an interesting variation of the, the lineup that's been working pretty well in, in recent weeks. Of course, uh, no John or no Adriano here uh, today, so a little bit of improvisation. And why uh, not, Medella, all... Why were they not available? I know Adriano's well, Adriano... still injured, right? Adriano's still injured, and I think uh, Jenner's uh, injured as well. Oh, I yeah. think because I, I, I don't think he picked up a suspension, so he must be uh, must not be fit. Uh, but Medel had already been covering on that left wing in the last couple of weeks, where he, we'd be we'd be playing, especially in possession, with a more of a three man back line, where Medel would go out left, uh, and Jenner would be pushing up higher on the pitch, uh, and that was working fine. Um, so I think. Uh, uh, Chanel probably thought to himself, I'm, I'm going to put Medel on there uh, full time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I it's kind of a logical uh, decision on his part, I think. He, and he put the best players to his at his disposal on the pitch with Kagawa in midfield and uh, Laich on, on, on the left more. Uh, but uh, yeah, didn't, didn't ne- necessarily work out uh, that well. Yeah, and in... And, and- Highlighting what you've just said, I think there's going to be two talking points today that we're probably going to have, that that will be recurring. One, of course, is Medel on the left side of the defense, and the other being the Kagawa and Liayic pairing, which I think most Besiktas fans have been wanting, uh, but at the same time maybe underwhelmed by. But I, again, we'll leave that for uh, analysis. Evron, do you have anything else to say about that lineup that Khan or um, I haven't I mean- said? I don't think anyone was like shocked. There was, you know, nothing really surprising. There was no left backs. I think the only thing that could have happened was maybe Ridvan or Nedjet played, but clearly, um, Channel doesn't trust Ridvan, the only true left back left. So he's going to always put in a deputy of either uh, Nedjip or Meadow. So nothing really much to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no surprise really that, that, that channel doesn't really. I mean, I, I, I don't think you can really blame him necessarily. We haven't really seen much of of, of Ridvan. So uh, he's going to opt for, for experience and. Medell's been in decent form lately, yeah. so it's a logical decision. And let's 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 tinge this with a little bit of uh, criticism. Insofar as if any coach would ever go for a young guy and give him this kind of an opportunity, it probably wouldn't be Chanel Grenache, given his track record. Honestly, um, but yeah. With that said, I think we've pretty much covered the lineup. Let's jump into this match. Uh, so right from the get-go. Kind of a back and forth match, a little bit sluggish. Besiktas looked, uh, I think I remember someone from our group chat calling them hungover. Uh, and I think they might have been speaking about Burak Yilmaz specifically, but uh, I actually think you could apply that to about seven out of 11 of the guys on the team right from the get go. Uh, but there was very little act- activity, honestly, on either end. Uh, a few squandered chances, maybe, but not a whole lot of connection up front. And then in the 31st minute, of course, on a set piece, Joma Gojvida would score uh, on, a, on, a, on a corner kick, in fact. Uh, and Evron, I'll hand it over to you for color commentary, as we do. <laughs> so not the, not the first time I've said this, but uh, it was an outswinging corner by Adem Lajic, and it was flicked on by Tiba at the near post. And this is probably the third time this game that happened. Easy Mats was on the back post after the flick on. It looked like the ball was sailing out of bounds, but he somehow back heeled it and bounced off the ground into the crossbar, bounced back down. It was a bunch of mayhem in the box. 
Gekhan tries to tap it and clear it off the line. It falls to Vita, and he just has a casual finish. And a, a bit of, a bit of emphatic, he didn't just pass it, he had to lift it up and over the goalie, but it was only from a couple yards out, so. Yeah, slammed, can't miss from there. slammed it in nicely. Uh, and, and I did not say this uh, it, 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 pre that goal, but yeah, there was the only other real opportunity might have come to Isimat Mirin again on another corner kick. Uh, I mean, not much of a chance, and you know, he wasn't very good with his head, but uh, again, yeah, and you said that. Uh, Mirin was, Mirin was a, uh, a force up front, I guess you could say, on those set pieces, uh, or something. I don't, well, know. I don't know if you call him a what's force. What's he sniggering about? That was a proper pronunciation from Sinan. <laughs> Thank you, Khan. Yeah, we're, this, yeah. Is a, this is a worldly <laughs> podcast, everyone, you know? Exactly. We cater to a very specific... I, I, just, I just like the, 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 the double take, that's what I like. Yeah, 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 the correction. <laughs> I'm, giving, I'm giving both sides of this, the layman and the, the Frenchman. Uh, if only Avrat were here to... Anyway, um, so yeah, carrying on, uh, in the 33rd minute, Domingos Vida would get himself a yellow card. Uh, I don't have much to say about that. In the 40th minute, Gary Medell would get himself a yellow card, and that one was a little bit more awkward. Uh, also, to get a yellow card on that interaction was Paul Pop, a Romanian player. Um <laughs> I like that name. Isn't that a dictator, by the way, Paul Pop? <laughs> Paul that was Pot. a dictator, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah Paul Pop. Paul Pot, yeah. yeah. Paul Pot. <laughs> Cambodia. Sure that was Cambodia, a dictator yeah. in, in Africa No, somewhere. Cambodia. That was oh, Cambodia, yeah. Paul Cambodia. Pot. Okay, um, Cambodia. But yeah, so interesting. I, I hand this one to Khan, because uh, I think you'll have an opinion about this interaction as well. Uh, I thought this was iffy, particularly the yellow to Medel. Yeah. I, I thought first too, but then uh, I didn't realize it was Medell actually reacting, and I thought it was one of the teammates. That I didn't wasn't really sure who it was, uh, who, who kind of shoved uh, Paul Pop uh, after the, the the fall, so to speak, on Medell. And Medell was initially penalized for a fall on, uh, let's say Emre, but I'm not sure Douglas. exactly. Oh, Douglas, right? Yeah, it was but then afterwards, uh, Pop kind of torpedoed him, and that was definitely a yellow card. Yeah, um, maybe a red, but, but, but probably not. Probably yellow. Yeah, probably not. I think it wasn't wasn't enough for a red, definitely. But uh, there's a ref yeah. out there in the world who would probably have given a red, just because it was such a reactionary thing, you know. Like Medell errantly kind of clocked Douglas in the face, <laughs> uh, but it was very accidental. And Paul Pop, Paul Pop, <laughs> Paul Pop, uh, clearly came in uh, like kicking at Medell with purely the intention of like revenge, you know. So I. That, eh, whatever, but... Yeah, maybe. I just didn't I like it. Uh, my, my initial inclination was also like, oh, what the, what's he doing? But I guess, I'm you know, watching it back, I think, you know, they're kind of both swinging at the ball a little bit. And yeah, yeah he was definitely coming in aggressively a little bit because of the uh, the fall a couple seconds earlier. But, I mean, after that push, watching it back, I think a yellow card is pretty uh, normal. But uh, my initial thoughts were, why on earth is he giving Medella yellow? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I wasn't... I didn't properly see the fact that it was actually Medell giving him the push. I thought it was somebody, one of his teammates, coming to his defense, and that Medell was laying on the ground. Yeah, I actually uh, we, we have the misunderstanding of the play actually. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, in the 45th minute, then just five minutes later, Fuseni Diabate struck, uh, equalizing for Sivaspor. Uh, uh, yeah, give us the color commentary, everyone. <laughs> um, so it was a bitch touch corner. I'm watching you. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I got my eye on you. I know what he's gonna do. <laughs> I, I know too. He's, how he's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> he went out. Um, 
I don't remember who, but someone redirect, try to redirect into the box. Dodokan tried to flick it, but he missed it. Sivas gets the ball at the top of the box, pokes it out, and a long ball out to Diabate. He uh, gets there before Lens, and it's it's a, it's a foot race from the half line. Pushes the ball forward, and then Medell comes over to try to cut him off. Probably should not have, but in doing that, coming across, he also kind of cut off Lens trying to catch up to Diabate. So Lens stopped running. And Meadow was nowhere near fast enough to keep up with Diabate, so then he just went by the, the two of them, and he was one-on-one -on -one with Karius. Karius came out maybe a little bit late, but I don't think he expected Diabate to just kind of waltz on through the two of the, the mm -hmm. two defenders. And then it deflected off Karius' leg and just kind of squirmed over the line. I think Medel should have just taken the inside and just kept the, the to, to to keep the the angle tighter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he should have not tried to bite there. You gotta play I think your he should position. have just left yeah. it to lens. He played the ball. Should have he kept played the ball instead of the position. Yeah, he should have covered the the, the space where where Diabate ended up going into, and then the the, the, the angle would have been much tighter. I, I think Diabate would have still gotten off the shot, but the pressure from both lens from behind. Uh, Medell from the side, and then Karius closing down the angle would have been more difficult. I think this is, um, I think largely uh, when you look at the defending here, uh, Medell's the one to quote unquote blame. Of course, uh, there's lots of thing, things going wrong beforehand with the pass coming in and all that kind of stuff, but I think Medell here is the, the major uh, mess up, although I do agree. I, I, don't, I, I didn't think. Karius looked all at natural here. Yeah. I think he went down a little bit late, or was, was expecting the shot to come in, come in a little bit later. Yeah. Lens, yeah, was cut off. Couldn't really do much anymore. I didn't really have the feeling he was going to catch up to Diabate though. So, yeah. I don't know. It might it might, and I'd have to see the replay. That's why we always get Evran on the color commentary. But um, it might have been down because Diabate did well to, to his credit, you know. And I think maybe he did yeah. something Karius didn't expect, but for sure. He came down awkward. I think he shot quicker than I mean I don't know the, the reaction that Carius had. Yeah, and and it, he kind of put it for in front of his left foot properly, so it's not like he the shot was unexpected. But Carius just went down a little, like a fraction of a second later, because yeah. he did get a touch to it with his with his uh, right foot, but just not enough to keep it yeah. out. And may maybe uh, he expected something from his defense, or there, he was anticipating a. Some sort of uh, I, I we can't really analyze that too much, but it was weird. Well, you can you, you can see in the replay though that he was coming out, but he had to cl try and close down the angle further, and it was a little bit on that. Like he, in, his initial inclination was, I'm gonna come out kind of more in the space where Medell should have exactly, been. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then he had to step left a little bit. I think he was like compensating weirdly. Cost him, yeah. Yeah. Cost him that fraction of a second. Uh, if Medell had have covered that area. Uh, he would have stood more of a chance, exactly, but yeah. of course, you never yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, it's all speculation. But anyway, that's that was it. In the 45th minute, there was very little extra time, and it would go into the half, drawn at one one apiece. Uh, in the 46th minute, or I guess you could say this is a halftime sub, I don't know why they would do that. But uh, yeah, Nejib came in, and Gary Medell came out. Obviously, uh, a harsh critique of that goal. But indeed, I mean, I think we all agree that was probably very likely his fault. Um, a bit of action from there, uh, certainly the game was more spirited, but still kind of lacking something. I, I, Beshtar still looked largely kind of drunk. A lot of, you know, Kagai was, was, was a little soft on his touch, you know, a lot. I don't know what that was all about. Um, 
And that would be adjudged the you know, by Shinol Ganesh in the same way. And he would take Kagawa out in the 68th minute, uh, bringing in Guven Yalchin. Uh, in still that that wouldn't do that wouldn't do it. Uh, there was still a kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Like a stalemate, right? It was a stalemate by and large, mostly as a product of kind of ineptitude, especially on the part of Besiktas. I think Sivas might actually just not be very good. In the oh, I lost it. In the 84th minute, Ribalka would come out of the match uh, for Yandash. In the 87th minute, Jermaine Lenz would come out of the match for Ozan, Ozukup. Uh, we haven't seen him in a while. And then that action would be almost immediately re rewarded. In the 87th minute, there was a goal. Burak Yilmaz uh, scoring on a free kick. And again, I'm the hand the mic over to Evran Akman. So uh, Liars won a free kick about trying to say maybe 25 plus meters out a little bit. Yeah, 26, 20, 26, yeah. Yeah, I was, I'm more familiar with meters, so I'm estimating a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was it was a good distance out. And uh, Burak said, you know, I'm, I'm taking this free kick. There's Everyone else backed off. He, Burak is taking it. You know, everyone probably would have thought, you know, Adam Lajic, another special from him, but Borak says, no, I'm taking this. Puts the ball down, a little bit of a, a Talishka-esque free kick with the top spin. It soars into the opposite corner, so the corner of the goal he was originally standing on. Hits the, the crossbar, bounces down, and bounces back into the, to the uh, roof of the net. Everyone goes crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a goal. The team really came together and celebrated well. You know, you could see the, 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 the meaning of it was there for them was nice uh yeah and i think mm -hmm. you're right to say that it was a little ballsy of, of burak in that he was having something of an off day and still he just stepped up and was like you know what i know i can do this <laughs> and he did um yeah we need to remember he did it a couple of weeks ago yeah, too uh which game was that at home i think against uh was, was that, that reason? uh was that the reason Matt? no 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 that was a way it was it was before that it was uh Hmm, which game was that? Until, Konya, no. maybe? Yeah, I think it was Konya. Yeah. Um, yeah, Konya. I think, I think it was Konya. Uh, but I think you you can see that there's a little bit of a rapport there between Laich and Burak because it's more of a look. I'm taking it. Yeah. And I feel you know I I, I and and Leitch doesn't make a ding out of it. Yeah. Um, it's it's good that that this shows some team spirit there. And uh, of course, if he blasts that wide or whatever, then then the problem started but because of course he he shoots it in there's not much you know people can say i at least thus far has not been a cock in the hen house you know what i mean yeah. like you've got those types that uh are gonna be the cock in the hen house yeah that, quite that as well behavior. right he doesn't no show... offense ever actually come up. i didn't want to i didn't want to say it but yeah he's <laughs> definitely a cock in the hen house uh and, and when you've got too many cocks in the hen house then uh trouble you've got a problem yeah. 
uh, and, and Burak's definitely another one of those cocks. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm using that word purely in the chicken way. I know, way, I'm not going uh, to beep that out because it's contextual. You know, that's fair. Fair is fair. Uh, of course. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, he's he's really taking on a leadership role in this team, whether or not he's he's playing a good game or is having an off day. Uh, but he's he's stepping up, taking responsibility. And Leitch is too, by the way. He was, he was probably, um, I think well, it's, it's we'll just, talk about this later, but he was there today. He showed up. Despite maybe no one else doing it, or very few. Yeah, others. the thing is that teams are trying to figure out how they can keep Leitch locked. But the thing with him is, even if you keep him out of the match as much as you can, he's still proven to be so lethal with those with those set pieces. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, against against Bashakshir, I think Bashakshir did a really good job last week at keeping Leitch out of the match as much as they could, but. You can't really do nothing about a player that's taking good set pieces at the time, who's who's in, in a good form and all that. But uh, yeah, Barack uh, takes up the responsibility. I think a lot of people were probably having the same reaction as everyone had. I know a couple of people in our group said like, oh, I was ready to swear at him for not letting Leitch take it, but then he does that. Um, and, and and some might blame the goalkeeper there, but I think Tolga Han said it after the, the match as well. You know, we put a four-man wall up and Bishtich put a couple of people in the wall too. They obscured my vision as much as they could. And uh, I, I thought it was going out, but then it curled in. And yeah, he just gave credit where the credit was due. This was a fantastic strike from Burak. Um, and, you know, I've made a comparison before with Cristiano Ronaldo, but uh, Ronaldo has a, a far higher uh, uh, free kick count to get per goal than a Brock has, I think. <laughs> that's probably That's true. a hot take. We're, we're going well, in with a real well, hot take today. Well, I know that statistically Ronaldo scores a free kick every, uh, scores a goal every 50 free kicks, so yeah. right now a Brock's two for two, so uh, yeah. Just saying, you know, hint, hint, to those <laughs> keeping track. Uh, but yeah, but so uh, that, that was the 87th minute, so the, the good timing also. Uh, in the 90th minute, Aruna Kone would come into the match for Ndinga. Uh, in the also in the 90th minute, Erdogan Yeshulyurt would come in for Emre Kilinch. Uh, that would signal all the subs for the match. Uh, in the fifth minute of extra time, there were six. Gokhan Gunul got himself a yellow card, which I don't know what that does. Uh, Rarity, I don't think anything because he he rarely gets a card, so it, that must be like his second or so I sure this hope, season, maybe. Yeah, I hope you know we have to take. It, stock. it didn't have any consequences. There wasn't any like Medel, for example. He's suspended for the next game, but oh. uh, Gukan isn't, and I'll, I'll quickly check. But I mean, pretty sure he he didn't have much, many yellow cards before this. In fact, we kind of want Burak to get one. Also, we want these guys to be getting their card suspensions out mm -hmm. before. The big Brux recently had a suspension, so he should be oh, fine. I thought, I thought we were waiting for one more. I thought maybe Evran said that. I'm going to blame no. this on Evran. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, that, that, that was it. Six minutes of extra time. Still no no reaction from Sivasport, and the match ended. Um, I didn't cover many like of the missed opportunities. Very late in the game, Barak Yilmaz, Yilmaz uh, had a number of opportunities dropped to him. Um, was it Burak that struck the post? No, and then or... I was going to say, and then that was Guven Yalchin, I think, who struck the post. Oh, okay. Uh, at the end, it was uh, Dorukan. Dorukan hit the post. Right, yeah. yeah. I think, it was yeah. Uh, I think Guven may have squandered one shot as well. Like There was a lot of activity late in the match, but anyway, it ended up being the free kick that got Besiktas through. And yeah, 
Besiktas, two to one, victorious. Or I should say one to mm -hmm. two since they're on the road. Uh, victorious again in this great run. I think 12 matches now unbeaten. Uh, we'll talk about what that means for Besiktas now on the table. Uh, Khan, maybe I'll hand it to you. Yeah, with that late uh, result on the match day 28, uh, right? Match day 28, 29, so, 29. no, 29, 29, 29, so it's five, five games left. Uh, but Shakshir drew this weekend, um, coming off their defeat last week against us. Of course, they got a last-minute draw against Rizespor uh, for a, a with a penalty. Uh, not the first time in the recent weeks where they get a draw in the in the dying minutes of a match with a with a late awarded far penalty. Uh, but so they drop another two points. Galatasaray didn't. They uh, managed to win at home against um, Kayseri. Kayseri Sport, yeah. right? Three to one, I think it ended. Uh, so the the difference there remains three points. We're three points behind Galatasaray, and we're six behind Bashakshir now. So you have to keep in mind we were eleven points behind Bashakshir not too mm -hmm. long ago. So uh, six points. Um, it does have to be said that Bashakshir's schedule now isn't as bad anymore. I mean, they had two major tests with, with Besiktas and Rizespor. I think that was a couple, couple weeks ago when we pointed to their schedule. We knew that these were going to be the potential hiccups in their schedule. They still have that match away at Galtzrai. But apart from that, they theoretically don't have the toughest games anymore. I think they play Gustepe next week at home. Uh, Gustepe are in, in a very poor form right now. Um, they're down in the relegation zone. They need a, I mean, a win would, would probably get them out of relegation zone, but they've just been so absolutely poor lately, uh, not being able to get wins at home against direct competitors for a relegation. Uh, so I, I, I really don't har uh, harbor much hope that there's, they're going to be able to pull something out of their head against Bashakshir, but you never know. Um, you know, uh, a cornered injured animal can still mm -hmm. bite. Um, and then Galatasaray, uh, you know, I think we kind of have it in our own hands in that regard. We still play Galatasaray. Of course, it's an away match. But Galatasaray, so they still play us and they still play Bashakshi here. We're only three points behind. But, I mean, winning away at Galatasaray is always going to be tough. Uh, so, I, I know, for us, it's really difficult. Galatasaray have a real chance now, despite messing up last week. Uh, I mean, had they won last week against Fenerbahce, they would have been favorites for the title right now. Uh, at the moment, they they would still have to win against Bashakshir, and I don't remember what their first encounter with Bashakshir ended up being. But um, I don't know how their head-to-head -head would look and how many goals they need. But uh, yeah, they're in a decent they position now. All right. So basically, if they beat Bashakshir, they're champions. If they win everything, mm -hmm. um, for us, we need Bashakshir to drop at least another match uh, or two. Yeah, six, six more points, uh, and, and, and we need to win everything, and we need to score more goals because our head-to-head -head is the same with them. Apparently, away goals don't count. Yusuf researched that earlier. So they we, we lost 1-0 to Bashakshi here, and then we beat them at home 2-1, to one, so it's 2-2, two, two, basically, head-to-head. -head. So there's no differential there, so it will go down to goal yeah. differential. And, of course, we've got a, a great... We, we're, we're the highest-scoring team in the league, but we're conceding more goals, and Amishakshi are a fantastic defensive oh, unit. So uh, I think the deficit in terms of goals right now is six. So we'd have to make up six goals if we'd end up on level points, but should be pointed out too. This is very, the possibility of this is very slim, but you never know. If all Bishiktesh, Galtzrai, and, and Bashakshir end on level points, 
Um, then it, it'll go down to head-to-head, uh, -head, I think, to... So three-way head-to-head, right? Yeah, three-way three head-to-head. And I think then Besiktas is, uh, would end up on top, assuming we don't lose in Turk Telecom. Oh, my God. So, I mean, it's amazing that there's even reason for us to be this, you know, invested in the season, at this stage of the season, just given... At given this stage, yeah, I, don't, I don't think anyone. But Khan, I, before we but, before we recenter all of this and bring it back to this match, uh, I want you know the reason you're in charge of the table is because you are, of course, the most informed. Re the rest of the Super League, uh, and that's where I think you've got to make a plug here. Hey. Yeah, for sure. Check out uh, Football Ala Turca, which covers the enti entirety of the Super League. Uh, we usually we, we record on every Monday. Unfortunately, I had a very busy weekend, so I wasn't able to take all my notes, and, and we're going to be recording tomorrow. So, But usually, uh, Football Ala Turca hits every Tuesday morning slash Monday evening for you in, in Europe. It kind of depends on how much time I have for editing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's a show with uh, Besiktas. Uh, fan myself, uh, Fenerbahce fan Burak Sizgin and a Galatasaray fan Ezra Dinger. Uh, and we also have some uh, people coming in as substitutions from time to time uh, when, when uh, one of us isn't available. But um, those are the, the three base hosts, so to speak. And uh, yeah, uh, we, we talk about the entire Super League, really. Um, and we focus mainly a little bit. We, we spend a little bit more time on Bistesh, Fenerbahce and Galatasaray than we do most other teams. But we definitely give all the other clubs and matches uh, their dues and uh, we go in depth on VAR decisions uh, we have a lot of discussions on VAR if that's something that interests you uh, for sure check it out uh, me and us are especially different um, opinion a lot on when it comes to VAR I'm a big proponent he's a big <laughs> opponent of VAR so uh, definitely check yeah, that out great um, but so yeah let's let's bring this whole ship back on course um, of course, we're going to get into analysis, but first, let me give you guys a bit of a statistical background on today's match. Um, shots. Now, this is where things were stark. 21 shots by Besiktas to 8 by Sivasport, but only 6 on target by Besiktas to 4 on, on the part of Sivas. Possession was 65% in favor of Besiktas, Sivas having 35%. 570 completed passes to their 299. Beshtash passed at an 83% rate. Very accurate today. Uh, Sivas at 68%. Sivas committed 18 fouls to Beshtash's 15. Three yellow cards, however, were dispensed to, to Beshtash players to only one on the part of Sivas. No red cards. Both sides were adjudged to be offsides twice. Uh, Besiktas had eight corners to Sivas' four. So, statistically, one would have to say that Besiktas was thoroughly dominant today. Uh, I don't personally feel that that's really an accurate reflection of what we saw, though. So, I'm going to have to no. hand it over to you guys on that regard. Uh, but so what do you what do you think? Here, hold on, let me let me give it to Evron because he's been quiet for a minute. Uh, um, Evron, what do you <laughs> think about that statistically? Um, I think this is for the past two weeks we uh we actually didn't have possession, which was unusual. We faced teams that actually wanted to play, but this week was more along the the usual, where the uh, Anadolu team just you know sits back and tries to counterattack. So I think that was it. Kind of re-exposed the issues we were uh, we were seeing before, where we have possession, but it's usually in between the two center backs. And Atiba just kind of going back and forth, trying to find any sort of splitting pass to the midfield to break the lines. 
But um, overall, I don't think you could say we didn't deserve to at least get a tie. I don't think Sivas could really argue. They had they had the goal, which was a mistake, and then they had one one huge chance before that, which they missed. But other than that, they didn't really yeah. create much. Would so. you say we are better as a reactionary team than as a dominating team? I would. This season, yeah, it seems so. We're better when we can counterattack a little bit. I think I think when we played um Ghent, or is it Gank? Gank. Gank. Yeah. yeah, you said that yeah. last time. You said Ghent. Ah, come on, yeah. Ebron. You're not worldly <laughs> enough. Like, for, you're not. You gotta. I was like, seriously, dude. <laughs> come on. Um, that's that's like that's like comparing uh Texas with uh with uh hmm. Toronto. My defense, they're both blue, <laughs> and there's only one letter difference, and sometimes and they're both yeah, it's, they're both both it's it confusing. Up. It's confusing um, for sure. But. but yeah, I think you'd have to say that. And actually, I think it's even in a weird way, kind of a reflection of Shinel Gunesh tactically, in general. If you look at where the majority of his success has been with Besiktas, recently, you know, since those titles, which are now multiple years back. Um, but you, you can win prizes with reactionary football. Look well, at Real Madrid, but, you know, three three Champions Leagues in a row. But that's it's just not saying. that effective in the league. Take, but like, look at that's where I was going with this. Is like, look at his successful Champions League run last season, and I think it's a reflection mm. of the fact that Besiktas kind of plays better when and they don't have to inherently be overmatched, but when they're playing kind of humbly in that regard, and and you know more emphasizing the counters and. You know, shoring up their defensive line and stuff. I, I don't, I don't like that brand of football personally. I mean, it is what it is. I, obviously, at the end of the day, you just want Besiktas to win. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, yeah. I think your statement is accurate, Khan. That that Besiktas, but, but, or I guess your question. By the way, I don't know. By the way, do you realize that after uh, wait, how many games are we in? Twelve games into the second half of the season, and we've already got four points more than we did in the entirety of the first half of the season. <laughs> Imagine if we just got four points more in that first half of the season. And again, you can't say that that's not a trend with Chanel Ganesh's teams. It, it's <laughs> yeah, it cost us a title last season. It's gonna cost us a title this season, unless a but miracle just... drops into our lap. Unless unless a miracle happens, but uh, you know the t we lost the title in the first half of the season again this season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, we still to. got a chance. Yeah. Now, but if let's be let's be honest. I mean, it's, it, we we're in a, we're basically chasing a, a two horse race, yeah. and we're kind of interred a little bit behind a stretch behind, and we're kind of hoping for both of them to fall. Yeah. in the in the final stretch, yeah. that's basically what we're hoping for at this point. And and to the extent that it is in our hands, like we've beat Bashakshi here. We have to obviously yeah. beat Galatasaray. Oh. At, at the very least, what I what I kind of like is that even if we don't win the title, we could still play the spoiler for Galatasaray. I I think I I hate to say this because it's really I I I hate Bashakshi here to its core to like at like to what it represents. But I think I'd still prefer to see them take the title over Galatasaray. The the problem that we have is that we play Galatasaray before we play Bashakshi, uh, before they play Bashakshi. So, yeah. If they would have faced off first and and then, for example, Galatasaray beat them or keep them to a draw, uh, you know, then they drop points again. I mean, uh, Bashakshi can, yeah, a draw wouldn't be enough. We really we we need need them to beat them. So it's yeah yeah. I I think if we look at their schedule. Right now, that Bishakshir, the schedule Bishakshir have left, we're, we're going to need them to to lose against exactly. a team say, that we yeah. really don't expect them to lose. In this coming and week, I think maybe, if, yeah. If, yeah. I mean, if Rizespor couldn't do it, then I, I, I don't really see a team outside of Galtzray in that in those final five fixtures that I really see capable of, of beating this Bishakshir because 
Um, this was maybe the first time this second half of the season, so this calendar year, basically, where I've seen them really in jeopardy. Like, even, um, well, yeah, last week, too, of course, in the second half, they really didn't pose much of a threat against us, except for the final couple of minutes. Uh, so they definitely looked in jeopardy there. But uh, when did they draw... Uh, a week or two before that, they had like a 97th minute penalty equalizer. But you, yeah, but in that match, they were so dominant, they could have scored five. Yeah. Uh, they didn't look in jeopardy there, despite being behind. Uh, last week against us, I mean, look, it's it's a big team. They're away at Vodafone. It's difficult for them. So that's not un unthinkable that they'd lose that. But I really saw uh, them being in jeopardy this week against Resistor. And um, the penalty that they got was... I'm not going to say it wasn't a penalty, but that was definitely... They were definitely fishing for it. I mean, Mahmoud was clearly fishing for a penalty there. He was going to go down regardless if there was contact, yeah, I think. Yeah, 100%. Uh, they, they were desperate there. I think that was, was a bad real call. desperation, and, and they got bailed out. Um, you know, it, it kind of changes things, too, for yeah. us, because, I mean, had that ended in a, in a loss, then that's five points, and we just need them to basically uh, lose once and draw exactly. once. And then we can just uh, the beat them out on goal differential. Exactly. So now they need, to, yeah. Now, now they either have to draw three times, or they have to lose, or they would have to lose t twice, uh, preferably lose twice, because that would impact their goal differential a lot more than drawing yeah. twice, because that would just keep it even. Um, but I, I, I just don't. I, I realistically, I don't see it happen. Although, I mean, if when do they play Galtzer? I think it's the thirty third. Second to last. So let yeah. me let me so, quickly like just so that everyone is very clear on this. So this coming match day will feature them at home against Gustepe, and, and Gustepe is uh, at the bottom, really fighting for survival. So there's a potential for something there. Yeah, and they've been. Sivas Sport, they've been but then they're on the road in Sivas. We saw Sivas today. They're really not good. <laughs> but you know, they've they've done. Stuff. Sivas were really good in the first half yeah. of the season, but they've really let up in the second half of the season. I mean, they sold Rubinho, of course, and he was important for them. Yeah. And, uh, they had a good first run of the season, but uh, they've been. Yeah. Kind of like Malatya, yeah, a little bit of a letdown in the second um, season. Yeah. Then they've got Ankara Guju at home. That's uh, Ankara Guju's trash. Uh, then, then on the 19th of May, uh, mm. they're going to be on the road in in the Turk Telecom Arena, playing against Galata today. And then their final match day, Khan. This is of note too. They're playing Alanya Spor. Yeah. There's are. I mean, I think I don't. I wouldn't agree with you. Ankara Guju have been strong in the second half of the season, yeah. uh, so they could pose a threat. Sivaspor, you never know. They could be tough uh, because they're not. They were. I, did, I wasn't impressed by them today, but I mean, they were capable enough of making it difficult for us. They might be able to do that against Bashakshir. Although I, I think Bashakshir, when it comes to combination football, they're gonna have a little bit of an easier time. Uh, I mean, yeah, guys like guys like guys Emre Kilinc can can you know have these moments of brilliance. But Alanya Spor could hurt them. Ankara Gaju could hurt them. I, think, I mean, even Sivaspor perhaps on, on their I day. Think so it's not I mean, impossible. it'd be nice if this was in Izmir, obviously, because they have a nice fan back. Yeah. But I think Gostepe, you know, they're still fighting for something at the bottom there. So. Yeah, of course they're gonna be desperate. They have to get some points, and they're definitely gonna have the home advantage, even though they're playing exactly. away. I mean, you just know that the stadium's gonna be uh, pretty filled to, with, with Gustepe fans, uh, either traveling from Izmir or just you know Izmir natives living exactly, in Istanbul. Yeah. So they'll have the, the support from the fans in the stadium, and probably Galatasaray and Besiktas fans <laughs> coming to support. Yeah, away yeah. Guys. I mean, you know what? I think 
I think it's gonna. It's all gonna come down to really uh, what are we gonna do in Inter Telecom? What is? Uh, I mean, we have to. Let's be honest. We have to win yeah. everything. We have to win the next yeah. five games. We have to win everything. And if we win everything, we have a chance. But well, let's. Well, if we win everything, we have yeah. second place. That's guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 a positive a great thing. thing. But we'd have to go and win away at Galatasaray, who are in the middle of a title chase. That's not going to be easy. Even if 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 we look at the overall trend in the second half of the season, we're playing but we're playing better. We're more informed than Galatasaray, but still Galatasaray at home in the middle of a title race. They're gonna, you know, that's that's just not. They haven't lost at home since we beat them. I think uh, like two seasons ago. So they, yeah, they've, they've gone an entire season unbeaten at home last season. Uh, they haven't lost it at home in the league this season. Obviously, they've lost in Europe at home, but yeah, when, and even in the cup, I think. But when it comes to the league, they haven't lost at home uh, in, in almost two full seasons now. Uh, I think we are the last one that beat them at home. Uh, and that wasn't a season where they were not contending for the title. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's going to be tough. I think uh, beating them, even if they're not that impressive right now, it's, it's always going to be tough. Yeah. Well, so it's it's sort of fitting of this season, characteristic of it, that we would talk about the last five matches of Bashakshir before uh, Besiktas's last five matches. <laughs> but I think it, it should be. We should talk about yeah, really quickly. Let me run through Besiktas's remaining matches, and of course, usually we just talk about the, the next one. But since there are so few remaining and we're kind of in this vein of, of thought. Uh, Besiktas will be hosting Ankara Guju next, next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they'll be on the road uh, to Galatasaray. Then they're hosting Alanya Spor also. Then they'll be on the road in Trabzon. Um, that one's going to be on May 19th. So May 19th is a big match day all around the league. Uh, Besiktas is then going to close out the season at home against Kasim Pasha. Uh, so that's, that's good news. But besides Kasim Pasha, <laughs> we have a tall task there as well. I'd say, uh, Evron, you've been quiet. What do you think <laughs> about what do you think about all this? What do you think? Do you think it's uh, a reasonable thing to do at this stage to to, to want or to even hope for Bashir winning out this season? Uh, I mean, I considering think the opposition after Bashir dropped points in three of the last four games. This thing four weeks ago, we were thirteen points behind, and now it's dropped down to seven. Uh, it is it definitely is reasonable. Um, I although they have an experienced team um, right now, they're playing with two midfielders and center back, Atama and Mahmoud. I'm not sure if that if anyone will be coming back from injury with it before the end of the season, but they look a little bit uneasy and a little bit nervous, despite their them all being like 35 years old. But um, <laughs> it, it's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet the house on it at any point. But um. You know, it, it, there's a reason to be hopeful. So Aurelian, if you're listening, <laughs> you better be listening. Uh, he was like, just take us out of our misery. Oh, why do we never have hope? Like, come on, guys. Like, enjoy this. There's, there, You have to at least, at this stage, there is something to hope for. And and, and I think we can consider ourselves realistic. Khan and I, three weeks ago, we, we'd already stuck the fork in it, right? Like, we were like, this is it. That's We're not... Let's just like hope we can see some guys play well and develop. <laughs> you know, like the season was over. It. Or, so, yeah. or, uh, or season was over in February. This. You know, that's what yeah. we thought at least. Um, exactly. Or even before that, but uh, maybe in December already. But 
but so you know, you could never predict the breakdown that we've we've seen thus far with Bashakti here. Well, and, uh... it's not really a breakdown. I mean, they've gone the entire second half of the season unbeaten until last weekend. Literally, I mean, you can't mm-hmm. really call it a breakdown. But I I think that, um, you know, uh, we've been pretty good the second half of the season. Uh, not 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 yeah. amazing. Not not utterly impressive. But I think we can safely say that. I think at this point. Um, you can never be 100% sure, but before it was a lot of hypothetical stuff, and it was always going to be hypothetical, but I think at this point we can almost safely say had we had Barak from the start of the season, had we had Leitch playing from the yeah. start of the season, we'd probably be first right now. Yeah, I mean, the sure. difference right now is six points. We got 26 in the first half of the season. That's absolutely abysmal. I mean, had we gotten 32 points, which would still be mediocre for a title contender then we would literally be in first place right now shared first place sure but uh, come on 26 points is just so so bad and we yeah. we've been good to, we, right now we're on track to i mean we're five got five games left so let's say we win all five that's 45 points in a season half that hasn't happened in um i think the last time that happened was a 2010 2011 season when fenerbahce uh, basically won everything in the second half of the, the season, and we all know uh, how uh, controversial that was. And we can't really say that there's not co- much controversy in our current run. I mean, we've been sc- in some games we've been scraping by, and uh, I mean, again today I think the referee was pretty bad. Uh, and I mean, yeah, if you, I mean, if you look at that penalty that Bashakshir gets, and then you look at what happens in the first half with Barak, and you're like. Phew, I mean, yeah, I forgot to mention that play. Yeah, that yeah. was big, actually. And there's a couple of moments like that this season. I remember one on Mirin, which is I don't remember which game it was, but it was like a very clear push on Mirin on a, on, a, on a set piece where you could easily get a get a penalty, and we ended dropping points in that match. But that's I mean, I'm not gonna put it on the, the referees the fact that we're where we are right now because it's not on them but i mean yeah i mean when you're in the first position like with shock shares and they're playing good football credit where credits do but they've gotten some i mean they've gotten the short end of the stick once literally once i think and that was against fenerbahce in kadikoy where they got a, a 100 goal disallowed for offside and and uh, VAR was offline so it couldn't uh correct it so um that was very very mm, yeah, that was very favorable for Fenerbahce at that time. But I mean, apart from that, they've gotten some really favorable calls here and there, left and right. And obviously, that might be the luck of the champions. Sometimes, I mean, usually when you're in that position, you're just gonna get those decisions. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's 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 controversial stuff happening here and there, um, and and that's gonna happen always. It's always gonna happen. Uh, but you know, maybe had we gotten a couple of controversial decisions, and I'm not advocating that, but had we gotten a couple of those decisions in the first half of the season, we might be in a different position right now but i mean well, end- i want to counter one thing that kind of yeah, there's a ahead. little bit of room for debate insofar as you don't want to call it a breakdown but the facts are and whether or not it can turn that, into that breakdown, first though. well but but just bear in mind in their last four matches they have one win two draws and and the and the draw against kaiser you mentioned was yeah. slightly undeserved they probably should have won it but I, yeah. you know that's at this stage of the season they've they had a Fairly, it looked like insurmountable lead over yeah, Galatasaray for, for a minute. Yeah. So they've really, uh, you know, they're they're leaving it late at the very least. Yeah, and, and that that's that's the, the the little sparkle of hope we have to hold on to, and that's also why I've been saying for months now we have to hope for God's right to keep up the pressure too. It can't just yeah. be us 
It needs to be the yeah. two of us because that's the pressure. That, you know, a two-horse race is so much easier. A yeah. three-horse race, even though it's not really a three-horse race, but it's it kind of is a little bit. We're, we're it's getting there. It's getting. Yeah, there. it's it's you know, Galtzray dropped points last week, but we managed to pull Bashakshir down and actually made Galtzray gain a point on them. Um, and it's the the sparkle of hope that we have right now is just the fact that they had such a royal lead on both of us. They had an eight-point lead on Galtzray and an eleven-point lead on us, and right now it's just a three and a six-point lead, and that no matter what you say no matter how strong they are mentally that's going to have an impact and if they were we not 13 points back it was um, 13 four weeks might have might have been 13 points back at some yeah. point but you need to keep in mind uh, it's all going to come down to uh the f yeah you're right it's all going to come down to the fact um whether in these types of ga games against Gustepe, are they going to be able to score early or not? If the longer they they, they 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 the longer that takes them to score in those types of matches, the more nervosity is going to creep in. And beforehand, I think uh, Bashakshir throughout the season have kind of had this serenity over them, where even if the goal didn't come early, early they kind of kept calm. They kept just playing their football. They knew that goal was going to come at some point. But you could see against Rizespor this past weekend that there was that nervosity and of course Riza are an extremely c c competent opponent offensively so you knew that they were going to be dangerous on the break and Giuseppe are, are, are a lot less competent in that regard but yeah. you could see there was doubt uh, creeping in and you could see the cracks starting the show and that in this final stretch of five games that could happen more and the, the, I think the good thing is they don't have particularly tough opponents like they don't have um, Trop zone or something. Yeah, they don't have like really big games anymore. But those opponents they're playing aren't pushovers either. They're not. Uh, Erz they're not playing Erzurum Sport anymore. They're not playing Akisar anymore. They're not playing. Hey, Erzurum's getting dangerous again, man. Yeah, but they're not playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean Erzurum kept them to a draw, so okay. Yeah. But uh, but I mean they're not playing. Let's let, Bursa as a pushover would be a pushover exactly, win, yeah. an easy win for them right now. But they're not playing those anymore. Like or I think, Akisar, you know, Akisar I think would be the most clear. Yeah, I mean on paper right now, Gustepe is the easiest match they have left. All the other ones could be tests, and you need to keep in mind Ankara Uh, You know, I'm not. I usually don't like to politics in here but Ankaragücü are not a, a team that favors the AKP they have a very poor experience with them you know with with the previous mayor of 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 uh of, of Ankara uh you know who um oh right kind of yeah. ruined the club and all that kind of stuff and of course you know in Ankara right now one of the big cities that voted CHP uh that's going to play a role I think it is going to be an important match for the fandom of Ankaragücü they are going to want to put a stick in Bashakshir's wheels. They, they they're definitely gonna be motivated for that match. I think if if the, if Let's that go. if that translates over to the to player squad, of course. But then there's lots of players in Ankaragücü that came in during the winter and they're gonna want to show themselves. And which yeah. better opportunity there's gonna be than to show themselves against the league leaders? Obviously, they're gonna want to show themselves this this coming weekend against us as well. Um, but I think Ankaragücü could be tricky for them. Uh, Alanya, I mean, Sergen's gonna play. I mean, especially if we still have a chance, he's gonna do everything he can to to you know to to uh, beat them to, to, to cost <laughs> to them points. Uh, so, yeah. well, but I, you know, realistically, I think we have to be real. Uh, second place should, until further notice, be our aim, and we'll have to wait and see what happens in those last uh, couple of games, those last two to three games. If we're still in contention at that point, then we can start hoping maybe. 
Goes, goes. Let's <laughs> go. Yeah. Goes, yeah, um, well, well, and just to wrap it up, like to wrap it up uh, as a metaphor, to refocus again on Besiktas, and then I want to, I want to, I want everyone to say something. But um, yeah, I got I some questions nice for metaphor, everyone actually, so don't worry. Good. Uh, a nice metaphor would be to say, as far as like, if, if this were a horse race, considering we're 13 points back, Besiktas was like that horse. That's like started to pull up and 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 like sp speeding into contention, you know, and and like they kind of have that momentum now, having been unbeaten for 12 matches. So uh, you know, they Beshash could be that horse that kind of like pulls out, you know, from behind. In that meta, in that metaphor, anyway, I don't know if we can really do it, but yeah, I mean, you gotta like the motivation we have right now. You gotta like the fact that we are no longer soulless, as we often describe the team so many matches in the first half of the season but so anyway let's talk a little bit more about this match and everyone i want you to be the first to tell us uh who is your man of the match who's your highlight and who is your My low man light of the match um i would have to go i although burak won the game for us um he was awful for a lot of that if we're being honest so i can't give him the man of the match but i'd have to pick yatlayich because i just think throughout the game the first goal came from him, although he didn't get the assist. And he was the one who was always creating chances. He just looked like, you know, if anything was going to happen, it looked like it was going to come from him. And he also won the free kick, which Burak scored off of. So he had yeah. two indirect contributions to each goal. Yeah, It's been like that for, for months now, really, where he's the spark, you know? And we spoke about spark. Uh, even going back to, to last season, we spoke a lot about Spark, I think, uh, where we where Bishish are missing a Spark. And I think he's really been providing that. Even in these types of games, I, we can't really say that he had three, four great chances created from open play today, but he he's, yeah, he's always, he's a constant danger. If they leave him unmarked for a second, they know they're going to get trouble. And that's, I think, that, that allows other players to be dangerous as well. <laughs> I because they're going to get less marked less tightly. I think everyone just broke. Uh, it was like a bit of a party foul. When when Lijic <laughs> is, a, is a competitor for the for the highlight of the match, it's a rule that Khan needs to be given the, uh, oh, <laughs> the ability to... You, you just broke all the rules. I'm going to be frank with you now. Uh, but yeah, for sure. I think, I think if you're talking about the highlights today, there are probably three guys that could merit it. And you've definitely taken taken one of them out there. Um, I guess before I get your low light, actually, Khan, what about you? Who would you give it to since he's already taken your man? He's stolen your thunder. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to go with Burak, actually. I, don't, I do not agree that he was awful. I didn't think he was awful. I didn't think he was particularly good today. Uh, but he was winning a lot of duels, though. And he was working hard again, which we've been seeing uh, almost every game. I think where he's just combating those defenders and, and, and uh, working like hard for the, the team. I'm going to give him the man of the match because he won the match, because he's yeah. the match winner, because he won literally won the two points. Yes, Leij got the free kick. Leij was instrumental in that goal, in our first opener goal. I'm going to give him the man of the match because there's not an obvious player sticking out. And this is that type of a goal where he literally won the game for us. I'm going to give him the man of the match because I, I also disagree with the fact that he was poor. poor. I don't think he was poor. I, he wasn't particularly good today. I mean, he had one opportunity and the goalkeeper saved it. Uh, he had a couple of... Two. 
near opportunities where he was like a fraction of a second too late. Right, but he had uh, two. I, I mean, he had one shot that was just wide, and then he also had the point blank that was right into the keeper's crotch. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I think you kind of you kind of have to acknowledge his contributions. Uh, and I mean, it's not just a goal today, but throughout the first half of the season, I, how many matches has he played for us right now? I think we're, we're twelve games into the second half of the he's season. Had nine. Eight goals, nine goals in nine matches. No, I think he's got nine goals in 11 games because he started playing the first match straight away because remember we were all talking about, oh, look, it's Burak and Chanel puts him in straight away, but everyone else has to wait for five months. Uh, But he put him in straight away. We're 12 matches into the second half of the season. He missed one due to suspension. I don't think he missed anything else. It's 11 matches, nine goals. The, the B in Sports USA guy had said it was eight and eight during the match today, but uh, the B in Sports USA guy was was um, a train wreck today. So I'm I'm gonna maybe veer with you yeah, on this he, one. He might have eight in his last eight. That might be the point he's making. That no, no, he said he has eight for Bishiktash. Yeah, he said it like that. But I let me. You know what? I'm gonna. Know I'll quickly. I'll he has quickly nine check. goals and ten games for us. So you guys are both wrong. How about we right in the middle? Uh, I think he's still good. Let me see. Still a great track record, though. No doubt. And your it's, point it's, stands. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, your point certainly stands. It, but I'm going to still make the argument that I would not give him the, the, the highlight today. And when I said there were three candidates, he was not one of them in my mind. I certainly wouldn't call him a candidate for the low light. And you could never do that given he scored a goal. But I, was, I would veer more towards Evron and say I didn't think he had it. This was an off day. And I think everyone has them. Uh, it's, it's, he's a human. And I think this was just one of those. I, I guess it kind of depends what you expect from him if you if you want him to score. Well, he's got 11 games, man. 11. 11 games. Oh, in your oh, face, games. everyone. Oh, <laughs> um, 11 matches, 913 minutes, and 9 goals. So a goal every 102 minutes or something. Oh, yeah, 11, 11 games. Yep. I can't yeah. count. I didn't count today's maybe. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, but it, no doubt, like it's, it's a phenomenal record. And you can't question... The decision to like keep him out on the pitch because again, right, he can provide that goal at any yeah, minute. I mean, and so that's where it's great to have him. But I, for me, the three contenders were again Lijic, who everyone already stole from everyone else, uh, and then also I would say Gokan Gonu, who was yeah. fantastic, and also I would say Atiba, who teetered on uh, okay to good today, but the the I push him into having a good game because he kind of made up for a lot of people's mistakes. Um, a lot of, like, Shinji Kagawa's short passes, he would kind of make the effort to get onto yeah. despite that. Even Gokan Gonul had a few kind of errant passes that he would kind of uh, fight for. So he was vital, I thought. I mean, for me, those those would be the main candidates. But you can't, yeah. like, if, if you think about, like, like FIFA, the, the video game, would probably have given it to Barack Yilmaz because <laughs> he did. He had the, he had the moment yeah. to find the match. So, uh, you know. It's debatable. I mean, I it's a, it's a, he played a Ronaldo match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did, man. He did. There I goes mean, there and, goes uh, the Ronaldo take. I've made that comparison so often, but he really is the Turkish Ronaldo. And I'm not talking about talent. I'm talking about just you know the the how he plays, how he motivates himself, how he keeps fit, how he's 34 years old yeah, but yeah. still looks absolutely at the top of his game it's a ridiculous Um, comparison if you look at their careers but that's where it's also 
it's kind of weird because I think if you look at like the last, let's say, seven seasons, uh, you know, there's some, there, it's an interesting point. He's, he's like the so Benjamin Button. When you compare him to, for example, a Messi or a Zidane or a Maradona or whatever, if you look at pure, you know, pure talent wise, he's, he's more work than his talent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's the same thing is true for Burak. He's more work than his talent. He just works really hard. He keeps his body to, in, and, in shape. And, and you can, yeah, and you can see that he just doesn't tire of scoring goals. He never has enough. He keeps going for every ball. Yeah. And I think that's something that makes uh, the difference between a good striker and a really good striker. Uh, I think that's something that, for example, uh, Kyle Lawrence severely lacks. <laughs> that, that, that I was just thinking that. Man yeah, just stands I, there. But I think I think Baron, <laughs> if he had that, he'd actually be a Besiktas level player. I don't think that the the in, the the, the pu when we look at pure talent, like yeah, technical talent and all that yeah. kind of stuff, I don't think there's that much of a difference between them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't think Laren's gonna kick a free kick like that. But I mean, yeah, still, I mean, Burek's not. I mean, he doesn't have the best first touch in the world. He's not a great dribbler by any means, and, and you know, I mean, he's he's a pretty technically average player, but. It's all it's all mental, yeah. He makes it work, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, so then let's 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 make sure we don't uh, just see everything in rosy glasses, uh, rose-colored glasses. I'm gonna again give it to everyone first since he's like the, the the quiet one today. Yeah, that's unfair. Uh, man. That's unfair. Who's the low light the for low you? Light who's the worst man out there? Um, I know who you guy? guys are gonna pick, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick him, but um. I think the man you guys are going to pick was actually pretty good before he made that uh, glaring mistake on the goal. Oh. But um, I, I'm good in a not meaning not awful. Let me, let me okay. put it that way. Uh, but um, if I had, there, there wasn't like really anyone who was just like, other than him, who really stood out as just being like way worse than the rest. I think. There was parts that definitely disappointed me. Um, Kagawa, when he started okay, the game, yeah, he really expected Damn it, him that's to... what I was going to say, man. You he expected against him. Kind of <laughs> you what's expect this, him what's to... this rule of letting the youngest guy go first? <laughs> <laughs> to come in and, you know, be a little more of a spark. And especially in the first half, he was just un uncharacteristically yeah. sloppy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, poor um, first touches, and that's something, you know, when you think of Kagawa, the, the one thing you always think you're going to be able to rely on is just that absolutely crisp first touch, and he had a couple of balls just jumping from his feet. I don't know if it was the pitch or what it was, but he, this was the worst match he's played for Besiktas. I'm just going to go with seven, seven of those guys in the starting lineup that went out last night and got drunk. That's, that's, my, <laughs> that's my take, you know. Uh, yeah, I... I, I you're not going to get a lot of take, uh, a lot of pushback. I think actually, I think both Khan and I agree that Shinji Kagawa was particularly poor, for, especially just given who he is and what he should be capable mm -hmm. of, and what he has even been capable of for us. Yeah, he's shown um, plenty of quality already, but not today. And that's maybe a talking point there too. Is what are we saying about the Adem Liayic and Kagawa pairing? We're 0 for 2 so far. That's a fact, right? Like it's not been particularly yeah, pretty. Definitely, I think it but, needs more time. I exactly. think that needs. Yeah. I think that needs a coach who works on that in training a lot. I don't think that's the case. I don't think they're working on that a lot in training because I think this is a, a circumstantial thing where yeah. this guy's not there, that guy's not available. So I'm putting these two on the pitch at the same time. I think it was the same thing against Gustepe. I don't think he's doing that with as his A plan. I think that's his 
B or even a C plan. So I think it's very important before we judge that, before we decide. And, and I fully agree it's 0-2 to 2 right now. But I think that's something you have to hammer home on, on training. You have to have those guys, those the, the defensive triangle or, or whatever. Uh, you have to get them to gel more. And I, I think when both of them are on the pitch right now, one of them at, at least doesn't really know what he's do, where he's going to have. I, I think the, the, the tasks aren't clear yet. I think a proper coach working, I mean, I'm not saying that Sean Gaines isn't a proper coach, but I think a new coach who's going to work yeah. with them and who has. And who kind of needs for it to work, right? Like, uh, you know, like I, I made that, that, that point before Luchescu back in the day. He made that work. He made similar types of players work really well together. Sergan, Tumer, Ahmed Hassan, Panko. You know, offensive midfielders, and he made it work. I think he is, for example, a type of coach that could probably make Lech Kagawa work. I think it can work, but yeah. so far it hasn't. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I, I, think, point out I think you're absolutely quick. right. Sorry, one second. I just want to oh, say yeah. as a follow-up to that, that um, absolutely, I think when, when you have a new coach and they're gonna, their reputation with the club is staked in how they do, especially early on, there's that pressure to succeed. They're going to feel like, okay, I have a guy like Kagawa. I have a guy like Lijic. I need those guys out there performing well because if this team is going to succeed, it's probably going to incorporate both of them. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, I think a new coach might have more pressure to make it work for the two of them in a weird way. But so sorry, everyone. Go uh, ahead. I'm not sure if you guys like, noticed this, but like in the first 10 minutes, um, it seemed like both Lijic and Kagawa were both dropping deep near Atiba to get the ball. Mm-hmm. And then at some mm-hmm. point, you could see, I believe it was Atiba yelling at them. So it, it was yeah, kind of like this, this disjointed, like they were both dropping in. And that first time, we really didn't. We, we could not get the ball to pass yeah. the, the first offensive line, their first pressure. Yeah. And then after that, we kind of saw a more general, just, just let's go out to the wing and less interplay through the middle. So it seemed like there was kind of some sort of a layout or idea to let's try to play through the middle. And it wasn't really working. And it seemed like they just abandoned that after ten. I think minutes. there's a you can see right there that there's not been a lot of tr- training, not a lot of practice and training on that on playing them together. I think yeah, what yeah. you're probably gonna see when when they're playing uh, matches on training against each other, they're probably always gonna be on opposite sides of the of the of the, of the teams. You know. Yeah, the number ten. I think for that's each that's side. a problem. Uh, I think they can. I think both Leij and and Kagawa are players that have shown that they have quality enough to go out wide. I'm not saying that they permanently have to play out wide. They can interchange. They can, and, you know, they can cut in. They can cut and then they can go over uh, over the wing. It doesn't matter. But I think they both have plenty of ability, technically and and physically, to make that work. It's just a matter of a coach needs to put enough time into making it work. And I think that's just not the case right now. I think at the moment, Leitch is clearly his number one. And we all know how how Chanel has his his picking order. Uh, And and Leitch is just number one right now. And Kagawa is not in his ideal first 11 at the moment. Uh, Just how how Lenz is probably still not in. I mean... I don't know if you Where's can. Where's Yeah, but I mean, uh, let's not go there. I think I, I, I like. I'm, I'm sorry, but now serious question for a minute now, everyone. Do you oh. think the team has benefited from his absence? Honestly, I mean, look inward, and do you think the results would have been the same 
necessarily. Well, obviously, I, I don't think we're talking about Quaresma now. Audience. Yeah, because a different player. I think you know, you never know. Just like even if you make the right decision, you never know what's going to happen. Because maybe a player makes the wrong decision, and you get lucky, something happens. So I think regardless of yeah, who of course. You I mean, you can always have Quaresma swinging a, a cross, and uh, you know, we know all know his qualities. But I think yeah. you, you, I, I don't. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's kind of undeniable that we could not play the football we're playing right now. If he was playing, I don't think, I mean, yes, uh, eccentrically, Quaresma has a lot more quality than Lenz, but he can't do what Lenz does. He can't do that work. He can't commit to that not the motor. time. Uh, that, that kind. I mean, the, the fact that Lenz is not standing out, he has very little end product. He got a great assist last week, but we don't really see much end product from him at the moment. But I think uh, he yeah, does a lot. Assist last week? He, yeah, he, yeah, he assisted Brock's goal, man. That was Lance. Beautiful back. Oh back yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, he he doesn't Sorry, get a lot of assists, Sorry to so burst your You're going to have to remember those, man. <laughs> um, I, I you're going to have to frame it and put it on your wall. <laughs> but uh, no, but I mean, I, I think, don't know if you're going to get that from everyone. But what I, I don't, I think what Lenz allows, not just, he doesn't just allow Gokhan Gunnel to stand out more, but I think he also allows uh, other players, like I think he has Burak getting more involved. I think he especially has Lige getting more involved. Uh, indirectly, I'm not saying that that's due to Lenz's quality or anything, but it's just because of Lenz doesn't constantly demand the ball. Uh, and that's something you're always going to have with Quaresma. He's going to want that ball. And uh, it's obviously up to his teammates to give him that ball, but if you're not going to, Quaresma is not that effective. You have to give him the ball if you want him to be effective. I mean, as a runner, that time is kind of behind him. He can still do it. We've seen it, like, remember 3-0 against Galtzray last season where uh, he made so many great runs and missed uh, 100,000 oh. chances. 100, <laughs> chances. But what he was doing off the ball was great, except for the finishing. But he can still do that on occasion. But I don't think that's something he can do consistently. Uh, so I think when you're taking away the ball from Quaresma, where you're not constantly feeding it to him outright. I think you're taking away a lot of his ability. Now, I do still think, like in this game, for example, yes, we got the goal late with Burak, but I think these are the types of matches where you throw in a guy like Quaresma in the final 50 to 20 that. minutes, yeah. and then you can still play that crossing and inshallah type of football where you're going to hope that he pin you know crosses in a pinpoint pass but i think his i don't know i don't think we can play the football we're playing and the argument that you made a couple of weeks ago where you know the thing with Koreshma, you the, he always has those set pieces at this point would you agree that at yeah, least those outswinging corners from the right yeah yeah i just outswingers are far more consistent i would say his his outswingers are more consistent but i was not i wouldn't say that lies from like deep free kicks or in swingers is necessarily Better, yeah. but for outswingers, he's definitely shown a consistency that I think I agree with you. Not shown. Yeah, but that you, sounds about right. But I think uh, I think when it comes to uh, deep laying free kicks, we still we didn't have them today. But I think Janner is pretty good at those. Um, and Elijah, he's had a couple of good ones. But I can't remember him being as consistently good with those as Quaresma. He had a couple today, but they were. Yeah, I mean, but, he had one decent one that Given almost got, but. Yeah. But it's definitely those those outswinging corners. I mean, last week at Bashakshir were they just couldn't find an answer to those. And I think that's I think when, when Bashakshir are struggling with that, you know you've got something there. Because they're arguably the best organized defensive unit. Now whether Upriana was there or not, still they're 
when it comes to set pieces, they're very difficult to beat. Although, of course, last season too, we got them on set pieces um, in in that draw with with Tosic scoring late. But Poor Sorry. yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think when it comes to consistent consistency, Kuzma gets a lot of assists from corners, a lot of assists from free kicks. But I, when I, especially you know, when Kuzma takes a lot of free kick, uh, corners too, and he he'll take, let's say, he takes five corners and he'll have. Two or three stinkers. Let's be honest. That's true, right? He's ha- he's gonna have one really good one. He's gonna have one maybe a little bit dangerous one. He's gonna have a couple that just fl- fly over everyone. Yeah. But all of these large corners are dangerous. Even the the, the not so good ones, they're yeah, always dangerous. I think it's just very m- m- I, I, and that's not necessarily because Lige is a better kick t- kicker. I think it's just m- far more difficult to defend an out swinging corner than it is an in swinging corner. Well, statistically speaking, in-swingers go in more often. However, yeah. um, I think that the, the difference lies he drives his corners more, he, and he curves them less. Quares usually does like these higher looping corners. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, just, that's what he likes. He always crosses like that. Well, Lige really puts like he puts his he bone dips. through. That's what I'll say. And yeah, there's it's not not quite like a knuckle shot, but it's a it's mm-hmm. a hybrid between a curve and a shot. So any any touch on it, and it's a little bit hard to judge. And yeah. if you miss hit. A looping corner too hard, it'll go sailing over. If you that usually why I take corners, I take them really large. There is like an area of uncertainty, and you rarely see. You're creating chaos yeah. in the box, yeah. and that's what it's yeah. unpredictable, and it's far more difficult to defend, especially when you're consistently kicking them well, than it is when you're. You know, I mean, an in-swinging corner is easier to defend because it's more predictable what's going to happen. And like 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 everyone says, I think a good outswinger is always going to be tough to judge because there's so many uh, differing factors there to keep sure. uh, keep tabs on for uh, for a defending team. Well, there's uh, no arguing the the efficacy of 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 Lyach's shots these, <laughs> of his corners these days. Well, so all right, I mean, I for me, uh, like my closing statement on this is that I think there's plenty of room for someone like Quaresma still, but. It's really, I think, high time for him to be considered a super sub, and in yeah. that role, he could actually be elite still. But then you have um, to still, then then you have to make the, the the argument: is he financially worth that? I mean, you're paying two point one or two point three million a year for a super sub, given our financial situation. I don't think I don't think we well, can afford that. That's where it becomes a conversation with him, where you can kind of say, we we don't really want to sell you, but we kind of have to because of your salary. On the other hand, if you're ready to like see out your career here and become, you know, whatever, like here, we, we could offer this chance to you, you know, we're going to pay you less, but you can, you know, kind of mm. be guaranteed enough of a role for sure. in in your twilight, uh, or we might have to let you go, you know, and, and he might choose, maybe he wants to go back to Portugal. I don't, I don't know what his feelings I are. I think, I think Quaresma needs to go to the MLS. <laughs> no, I don't take. No, no, I think he needs to go to a league where they'll appreciate him, where he's going to be a leader in the team, where he's going to be the, the, the star, the central role. I think he still has it in him physically to shine in a, in a, in a league like the MLS. League. I mean, uh, he I don't, can go to the MLS in five years and still shine. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I think uh, Quaresma at this stage in his career, I, I think even though he's 35 going on 36, he's, he doesn't want to be on the bench. I think he wants to play 90 minutes every week. 
And I don't think he's going to do that in Portugal unless he goes to a smaller club. He's not going to play 90 minutes every week for Porto. No it's not going to happen. He's not going to play 90 minutes every week for Bishtesh next season. So I think he needs to go to the MLS. I think the MLS, and the reason I say MLS is because he needs fans where he can play for, where he can showboat for. He There's needs no to feel fans. He needs to. <laughs> hey, wait! I actually have an anecdote for this. This is perfect timing for this. I went to. I, I went out. The weather is finally getting nice here in New York City. I went out to a cafe with my Quaresma shirt, and I have the uh, the red. <laughs> this season's red shirt is a, is a Quaresma, and a guy at the, the cash register at the cafe was like Quaresma. Whoa! Now that's a throwback. And of course, you know, there's a hint of. Uh, negativity in that comment but at the same time he knows quaresma he knows of him he recognized the guy on the back of the shirt so or maybe he thought it was qualiarella <laughs> <laughs> that'd be even worse no i mean he seemed to, he seemed to kind of have a sense of what he was talking about so uh it's what that says is that in Quebec, of what kind of said about the mlf people do know who this guy is probably from his world cup uh, I, I just think or... that for for fulfillment wise, like I think the MLS would would fit him. I mean, I don't think he can go to any other cash league where he would be happy. Don't think he'd be happy in China. Don't well, maybe Japan. Yeah, but I, was gonna I say. don't think he'd be. Yeah, I don't think he'd be happy in the Middle East. He's done that. Didn't like it. He wouldn't. I don't think he'll be. He'd be happy in China. I think he could be happy maybe in Japan. He could team um, up with Iniesta. But... In the... Is it Iniesta yeah. in Japan or yeah? Pisa, Pisa, yeah, Pisa Iniesta, Kobe, yeah. yeah. Pisa um, Kobe. Via and Torres are all in defense. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, there you go. No, I think Via is in Kobe too, isn't he? Maybe. Yeah, they're on the, he's on the same team as Iniesta. Yeah, um, but and I mean Torres is Sagan Tosu or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but that, I mean, you could see him go to Japan. But I mean, I don't know. But I think just I I don't know. I see. I think it fits, man. I think the MLS. I fits, think man. I think it fits, but I don't I don't think it's time yet. He's got one more year at least. All right, all right. Let's, guys, uh, we got to keep this thing going. We got to keep this ship floating. Uh, Khan, quickly, let's let's pull this thing back in. Who for you, since once again, everyone stole your thunder, uh, who for you would be your low light then today? So, did you definitively pick Kagawa or what? He did. Yeah, he did. I picked Kagawa. Oh. <laughs> Well, I guess the only other option really is Medel then. Yeah. I don't know. There's not really anyone that was particularly poor. I think it was a lot of mediocrity today. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a wild card out there just because it's fun and it seems to be that time of the episode. I'm gonna go with Chanel Gunesh. And here's the thing: if you don't have a left back, you know, if both of your left backs are injured or whatever that was going on there. Uh, Here's a novel idea. Why not change up your tactic? Why not play with three guys on the back line and five midfielders? Like, why not shake things up? I mean, okay, fine. At this stage of the season, given there's something on the line, yes. Maybe you don't want to play uh, the, yeah. the youth player on the left side of the defense, right? You don't want to play Ridvan or whoever I, that is. Yeah. Fair. But, like, I don't know. Medel's thrived. In his, the role where he's best is when he's on a three-man back line. Yeah. Go for it. But then, when you like, and this is these are dire circumstances. Both of your left backs are not available, right? Like that's not. Yeah, but when you play with a three-man back line in defense, you're still gonna play with a five-man back line because your wing backs are gonna fall back down. And I don't think Lyich yeah. can play in that role. I I just I think it's asking too Janner much. was playing that role previously. Yeah, J- Janner yeah, wasn't, and he can yeah. do that. So it's I, I think he was really in a pickle today. Um, yeah, he could have given Ridvan the nod, but it's not like we're playing for nothing. So it's. 
Yeah, that's why I get yeah. that. I mean, there's got to be someone else we can play then. I guess there really is. I mean, we don't have any guys on the wing. He, he could put Dorkan. He could, yeah, Lens. <laughs> Lens, but then we don't have anyone else. Yeah, we, no, don't have, we don't have yeah. other wingers, though. So. I mean, yeah, yeah, then, Lens, yeah. Lens could do it, but then, I mean, I think you're already putting him out, out, out of position. But then, you know what? Maybe you do. Maybe even a, maybe you put yeah. Lens there, and then you play Gouven on the wing, which you've done previously. You know, I, Ugh. I don't know. Not a I don't know. trust Gouven as in your out-and-out winger. I, I really don't. Think, yeah, I don't I either really have either, Lens or Quaresma there for that to work. You yeah. at least have a winger, not... Given, yeah, we do I have, mean, like, God, it's funny how we have, like, not enough guys at certain positions. Yeah, we were, I mean, we're short on wingers right now, really, if we were for, for I mean, I think, honestly, I think we, we could even do with bringing Oljai back as, as, a, yeah. as, a, as a... We have Tere and, uh, <laughs> and Orkan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, like, uh, yeah, but, I mean... Orkan, Orkan, we should have brought Orkan back. Someone, like, it's better to have someone. Yeah, but Orkan, kind of I mean, I know, I know uh, everyone's uh, the proponent of playing him as a right back, but I don't think he... <laughs> left back, left I don't, back. <laughs> physically, physically, I really don't think he can, again, he can do that. I, I just don't think he can do that. Uh, I don't know. I think we need some some youth there. I mean, like a guy like Emre Kilinch, for example. I'm not saying he can play right back or left back, but I mean, I think he's gonna. He's. I think he's a younger version of Oljai that could work. Um, I think there's a couple of players out there right now in in the league that not necessarily are starting material. Necessarily could surprise us, of course. I mean, we, let's be honest. We we never thought Dorkham was gonna be a starter. Uh, and yeah, when, nice when we first got him, so you can always get a, like a hidden gem like that. But um, there's a couple of players that, that, that are definitely worth looking at. I think you know one that I really like is Alexic from Malatyaspor. Uh, I know he's more offensive midfielder creator type, but he plays on out on the left a lot too, and he's he's a great player. Another Serb, uh, poor well, man. Hey, we're gonna have to maybe. <laughs> once we get into off season mode, we're gonna have to start you know playing this role of. Uh... Thinking of guys we, we we think need to be inserted into the squad and all that, but is there anything else, guys? We have to say about this match. I think it was the poorest performance in the cup in the last couple of weeks overall. I think it was definitely not. Great. I mean, I think we've had some highs lately, like good performances. Like Riza was amazing. I mean, even though Riza were good too, but I mean, seven goals so that's fabulous. And them winning, beating Bashakshir was great. I think this was one of our. I think this was us coming down a little bit from our high, uh, but we still got a win, so that's important. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Evron, any closing statements? Yeah, um, I think this was like Constell was. It was coming back down to earth. This was kind of like the like I think before the international break when we beat Gestapo one zero. It was kind of another one of those performances where we squeaked yeah. out a win. Yeah, but um, we were definitely. Nothing but, to be. But those are the wins we weren't about. squeaking out in the first half of the season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so I mean, what you could say is like, if we were in the midst of a title run, which actually asterisk, it's not yeah. entirely out of the realm of possibility. But you know, these are the kinds of wins you would need. These scrappy, you know, your mm -hmm. you, seventy year guys are hungover, whatever it is, but you still pull it out. You know, these are exactly. If if only we could feel kind of convinced that we were in the middle of the title runs so that we could really start taking those silver linings maybe but yeah it was a poor performance uh maybe even an undeserved three points uh, i don't know once you see those statistics and you see how many shots we had we really deserved it uh, i, I it think we ugly. deserved it but it wasn't pretty yeah yeah it wasn't overly deserved but i think if one team deserved to win today it was us yeah, uh, yeah there's one more thing system. by the way that, like we had the penalty situation obviously i think we all are all in agreement that was a penalty but then was like a one for 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 sivas too where i really thought that vida had a yeah. little bit too much uh 
I thought that was what you call uh, what is that uh, the the, ju- the late justice for the missed call against mm. Burak kind of. I feel like maybe they were like, uh, that was probably a penalty. But if we call yeah, this one, we that look was really even softer bad. than the Burak one. Yeah, I thought that was even softer. I, I don't think I thought Burak both were penalties. But, though. Did you I'll think the Burak one was would, would have been softer? I mean, he like he he puts it was, his chest into his shoulder blade and he like. I think it's soft because it's Burak. <laughs> nah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's it's probably, his, repu- it's well, his reputation. That's what the ref taught for sure. I mean, that's we've probably seen what couple, the ref this has happened a few times already where Burak should have had a penalty already. That was a pretty tough one. Today his, was nasty. His, in his first couple of games, he had a, uh, like he got a yellow card at some point, I think, for yelling at the ref because he didn't get a pen. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, he didn't. No, no, no. It was like his first match and he like didn't react at all. Because he was kind of because he was still kind of earning credit with fans at that point, and he didn't dare to lash out. But there was a real penalty. Which game was that? I think that was the first or second game that he was playing for us. It was an away game, so I think it might have even been the first one. It's the game Um, that everyone didn't count. He said he played in ten matches. (laughs) Maybe Akisar away or something. Did we play them away? I think we played them away. I think it might have been that one. Like he could properly, like, yeah, like like in in freaking Udotro. And uh, yeah, nothing. I think it was, I think it was Mete Kalkavan officiating that match too. P O S. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Sad. I mean, yeah. I think I think that's better. Right. That's, that's all we have to say for this. Uh, of course, as always, stay tuned uh, for the upcoming matches. Now they have, you know, added significance. Maybe we're back in this whole thing. Uh, but so, yeah, upcoming uh, Besiktas will be uh, at home against Ankara Guju at the noon game on Sunday, April 28th, uh, 12 p.m. here in New York City or on the Eastern Coast, Eastern Standard Time. So, everyone that applies to you too. Khan, I believe that means that's a 6 p.m. game for you? No clue. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's 6 p.m. for you and 7 p.m. in Istanbul. Uh, of course, check yeah, your local if listings. It's seven Istanbul and six here, yeah. So check your local listings. Never take my word on this stuff. We can't even, as a world, decide on on daylight savings time. So <laughs> uh, I don't know what you expect of me here, people. Uh, but yeah, so stay tuned. Of course, it's going to be a huge match. We will, as always, be back in some pairing, whether it's me and Evron, or Khan and Evron, or me and Khan, or all three of us. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll get we a Scottish win. We just figured out that uh, Evron has a proper proper headset. Yeah, uh-huh. it's actually significantly better than so, the old one. Uh, so he won't have to go out and loan his uh, his, his his housemates uh, yeah. into the Um He had it all along. <laughs> but so, Khan, man, take us out. This, you're back to fulfill your role here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think Sinan's been getting his Go Bishiktas out in, in the last couple of episodes, has I he? I did. No, I did. I, did I never you? don't. That, that's a staple. Did, but but did everyone set it up for you? No, that seems that he's, he's incompetent. <sighs> what can you say? <laughs> now, now, everyone. I have higher expectations for you, my friends. I expect you in the next 10 years to be on ESPN, so you better step up. Exactly. Um, on ESPN but, talking about Besiktas. <laughs> well, yeah, why not, man? Why not? Let's hope so. Yeah. Everyone, you and I should be, uh, we should be the color commentator and the announcer for B in USA. I've, I've been saying that. I've been saying that. <laughs> hey, man. 
Be careful, maybe he listens to this podcast. <laughs> uh, no, no, today's guy was not a Besiktas fan. I could say that definitively. He was really. Why, why do you think? Why do you everything, think that he was super excited when Siva scored. He was like quick to call Barak offside. Like, you know, all that kind of stuff that you, you would have to be kind of a jerk. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, take us out, Khan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, thank you all for listening. Check out the show notes. You can follow Sinan, uh, you can follow everyone, you can follow myself on Twitter, you can follow uh, Bishdash International on Twitter, you can follow the podcast on Twitter. All of those handles are in the show notes. Just check them out. Please check out Football Ala Turka, like I already spoke about earlier, a podcast that focuses on the entirety of the Turkish Super League with myself, Uzar Dinger, and Burak Sizgin. Airs every Tuesday normally. Uh, so tomorrow, hopefully, we'll have an episode out um so check that out and that'll do it for me t- for today um everyone thank you very much for joining us i'm very happy to be on a show with you for the first time it's a, it's an honor my friend <laughs> likewise, likewise and and otherwise uh see them picks out Go and, and and don't forget we're back we're back yes we're back baby Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.